Good morning, everyone, and a very warm welcome to morning worship at Hillhead. As always, a special welcome to family and friends who are joining us from across the country and around the world. And an extra, extra special welcome this morning to the Reverend Stephen McGarver from uh, Wigtown Baptist Church and members of Wigtown Baptist who are joining us this morning. It's lovely to have you with us. And we really hope that you'll enjoy your time with us this morning. Um, everything you need to follow the service was on the little order of service attached to the Zoom invitation. So if you've got that printed out or if you have that maybe on another device, you'll be able to sing along with us when we come to the hymns. At the end of the service, we go into breakout rooms just for 10 minutes to catch up with each other. And Wigton folk, um, if you would be able to stay and would like to join us, we'd love that just to get a chance to chat with you in groups of maybe four or five households. So when the invitation to go into the breakout room comes up on your screen at the end of the service, if you can stay, all you have to do is click accept and you'll find yourself part of a wee group. Some of the folk will be Wigton likely and some of them will be Hillhead and you get a chance to have a chat with you. This morning, as well as the voices of Stephen and our minister Katrina, we'll also hear the voices of Adi and Moji when we come to the Lord's Prayer and then when we come to the readings, we'll hear from Vivian from Wigton and Emma from Hillhead. And as we sing along with old recordings of ourselves, some of them from as long ago as about 10 years ago now, we'll hear Paul on keyboard, plus Yang Yang on violin, Ailey, Freya and Sarah. And in a minute or so, Nikan and Nikiar and their family will be lighting our candle. And we are all invited, if we want to, to light a candle at the same time. As I think uh, we know, this is a communion service, so please have something ready to eat and drink when we come to that point in the service. Then at 7 p.m. this evening, we meet on Zoom for evening worship when Helen Stimson will lead our evening service. Uh, just one wee bit of family news. Um, please note that Katrina will be on leave from this Thursday, the 11th of February, until the following Thursday. So next Sunday at 11am, Lena will lead morning worship, and in the evening at 7pm, Christine Johnston will lead evening worship. So now it's over to Nikan and Nikia to light our candle. As we gather for worship, let us join together to become the body of Christ. Christ is the light that lights our way. May we glimpse Christ's light this day.
We come now to pray and our practice at Hillhead, and we invite our Wigtown friends to join with us in this as well, is when we reach the Lord's Prayer, we keep our mics muted. Um, Unfortunately, Zoom can't cope with 60 odd devices all talking at once. It just sounds very weird and the recording will probably crash. But we do invite you to say the Lord's Prayer in the version and the language, which is normal and natural for you. We have a number of Hillhead folk, and maybe you do in Wigton too, whose first language is not English. So don't be embarrassed, just pray it your own way. There's only you and God that can hear. And Adi and Moji will be leading us when we get to that point. So let's come to God in prayer. Let's pray. God of light and life, as we gather in the name of Christ to worship you, we do so conscious of how much we depend on light for our own ongoing lives. We thank you that day by day, as the earth rotates and revolves around the sun, we experience the light of day in which to be active and creative. And we experience the dark of night, inviting us to rest and to be refreshed. We thank you for the ways in which human ingenuity has harnessed the potential of light. From those who discovered that windows would allow natural light to enter our homes, to those who discovered that solar cells can convert heat radiated by the sun into electricity, to power so many devices and to bring electrical supplies to remote and inaccessible places. God of light and life, from whom nothing can be hidden, we are also very aware of the limitations of our own actions and attitudes. Whether we have deliberately flouted or twisted rules to our own ends, 
or whether we have inadvertently strayed from the good we intended. Each one of us finds our shortcomings revealed in the light of your gaze. Help us not only to recognise where or when or how we have sinned and fallen short, but also to be sincere in our desire and our endeavours to live the forgiveness you so generously and graciously grant. Help us to be lights, like a candle in the darkness, letting your love shine through us, bringing hope and healing for ourselves, for our neighbours and for our world. Be with us now in this time of worship. Help us to hear your voice. Glimpse your face. Experience the tenderness of your embrace. And so be encouraged and inspired for the days ahead. For we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Baba Watson,
Our first reading is from Psalm 71. In you, Lord, I have taken refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, rescue me and deliver me. Turn your ear to me and save me. Be my rock of refuge, to which I can always go. Give the command to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. Deliver me, my God, from the hand of the wicked, from the grasp of those who are evil and cruel. For you have been my hope, sovereign Lord, my confidence since my youth. From my birth, I have relied on you. You brought me forth from my mother's womb. I will ever praise you. I have become a sign to many. You are my strong refuge. My mouth is filled with your praise, declaring your splendor all day long. Do not cast me away when I am old. Do not forsake me when my strength is gone. For my enemies speak against me. Those who wait to kill, to kill me conspire together. They say God has forsaken him. Pursue him and seize him, for no one will rescue him. Do not be far from me, my God. Come quickly, God, to help me. May my accusers perish in shame. May those who want to harm me be covered with scorn and disgrace. As for me, I will always have hope. I will, I will praise you more and more. My mouth will tell of your righteous deeds, of your saving acts all day long, though I know not how to relate them all. I will come and proclaim your mighty acts, Sovereign Lord. I will pro proclaim your righteous deeds, yours alone. Since my youth, God, you have taught me, and to this day I declare your marvellous deeds. Even when I am old and grey, do not forsake me, my God, till I declare your power to the next generation your mighty acts to all who, who are to come. Your righteousness, God, reaches to the heavens, you who have done great things. Who is like you, God? Though you have made me see troubles, many and bitter, you will restore my life again from the depths of the earth. You will bring me up. You will increase my honour and comfort me once more. I will praise you with the heart for your faithfulness, my God, and I will sing praise to you with the lyre, Holy One of Israel. My lips will shout for joy when I sing praise to you, I whom you have delivered. My tongue will tell of your righteous acts all day long, for those who wanted to harm me have been put to shame and confusion. Second reading is from Luke chapter 2, reading from verses 22 to 38. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took Jesus to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, 
a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Peniel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Good morning, everybody from Wigtown. Um, Wigtown, right in the far southwest corner of Scotland. Um, those of us who are uh, joining you from there this morning, we're, we're actually closer to Belfast uh, in Wigtown than we are to Glasgow. Um, so we're way down in that corner, the most southerly Baptist church in uh, the Baptist Union of Scotland. Great to be here with you this morning. Thank you very much for the invitation. Um, and on behalf of the Wigtown folk, 
Thank you very much indeed for thinking of us and we are enjoying the fellowship today very, very much. Um, it's good for me personally to make um, reacquaintance with Anne, your secretary, and Katrina, of course, minister. And also, I don't know if they're here this morning. I can't see everybody. But from college days, I know Mr. Little and Mrs. Bizant are two of your um, faithful members. And uh, maybe if they're here, hello, nice to see you again. If they're not, maybe you'd pass on our greetings to them. Now, we're going to look at this story, um, which is recounted this wonderful um, event in Luke chapter 2, which Vivian read to us. There are echoes of the psalm of uh, Isaiah as well, which we heard too of God's faithfulness through all the generations of the multi-generation ministry. But primarily we're looking at this story in Luke chapter 2. Now, <clears throat> often this is preached, if not on Christmas Day, certainly the first Sunday afterwards. But in actual fact, it takes place 40 days after Christmas. Um, so that would be, by our calendar, last Tuesday, the 2nd of February. So that's when this takes place. It's a story of joy, a story of God's faithfulness, of God's fulfillment of promises, of his answering of prayer, it's a testimony to faithful listening to God over many years and faithful prayer uh, to God over many, many years. It's a wonderful story of age and youth and the blending of both of those, the ministry by young people and older people to each other and everybody in between. Most of us are in that middle age, really. They are apart from the very young ones of whom I'm very jealous this morning. I used to be young as well. This is a snapshot of God's family. Just like as you look at your screens at the moment, you can see people that you know well, and you can see people you've never met before. This is a snapshot of God's family. Same with Luke chapter two. We have these two people, and again, Interestingly, and I've done it myself because I looked at some old notes, often this passage is preached with people saying, now, of course, we have no idea who Simeon and Anna were. And I've said that myself. But that's not strictly true, it turns out, because there are very strong um, hints and very clear evidence that we do know, in fact, who Simeon in particular was. We're looking at evidence such as the unfamiliarity, the, the, the rarity, if you like, of the name Simeon at that period of Bible history in Jerusalem. There just weren't that many Simeons around. The ages more or less match. The character of the people more or less matches. Let me let, me let you into this um, evidence a little bit further. Simeon, we are suggesting here this man who is led by the spirit to go into the temple he doesn't say oh lord lord well i was going to cut the grass i can't go just now and you know i really need to go and get my um you know pay my rent i'll go tomorrow lord i'll go next week i was there last week when the spirit says simeon go to the temple simeon goes and boy is he pleased that he did so Anna is there all the time. 
Anna is just a faithful prayer and longer, longing, person who longs after God's fulfillment of promises. Simeon, I'm going to suggest here, based on good evidence, Simeon could be the son of a man called Hillel, who was the president of the Sanhedrin, the Jewish Supreme Court. He was a famous Jewish leader, Hillel, one of the most important figures in Jewish history, a wise man and a scholar. Simeon himself became the president of the Sanhedrin after Hillel and would therefore be known to um, the people to whom Theophilus is writing the story of um, the Gospel of Luke. And here's the interesting thing as well. It doesn't just stop with two generations. Simeon had a, had a son called Gamaliel, who was amongst the greatest Jewish teachers. He was Paul's teacher in the New Testament. And he was also the defender of the disciples when they were brought before the court in the, in the book of Acts. So we're saying here that there is good evidence to suggest and believe that Simeon is not just some wonderful guy who happened to be there in the right place. He has this tremendous history. And here's another little bit, stretching it just a little bit further, perhaps. I can't prove it, but you can't prove it. It's not true either. If this is the guy we're talking about, it's just possible that Simeon was also there in the next verses, verse 41, 42, 12 years later, when Jesus went to the temple and astounded the learned teachers of the law. Just possible that Simeon was still there. Anna, with her age that's mentioned there, it's, she had lived by this time through three periods when Jerusalem had been besieged. It's possible again that her husband was killed in one of these times when the city was under siege. She was devoted to God and her hope was in God for the deliverance and the, the um, uh, what was the word he used for the consolation, redemption of Jerusalem. So there we are, these two faithful people. Here's a wee question. What's all this got to do with us? <laughs> well, Simeon is described as being righteous and devout. If you asked all the Wigtown people here, is that how you would describe Stephen, your minister? Some of them might shake their head sadly, no, no. Others might just laugh and say, are you kidding? But wouldn't it be a wonderful thing if we could truly and honestly, like Simeon, be called righteous and devout and faithful in old age like Anna was? There's where it links with us. We can be like that if we wish. But let's, let's hurry on because I want to go into this next bit, which is almost secondary to the story. There's so, so much in this story that um, really is just such a wonderful thing to look at. You maybe know it inside out already, or maybe this is the first time you've ever seen it. 
It's one of those stories, you're either a bit like Marmite, um, not that you love it or hate it, but you will know it. Or you'll say, what? Verse 34, when Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus are face to face with Simeon, verse 34 says, Simeon blessed them. Isn't that just so simple and straightforward? Simeon blessed them. Now, in these stressful days in which we live, in the weariness of, of almost a year now of lockdown and restrictions, it's getting harder, I think, for us to bless people. Our patience is running thin, our nerves are frayed, our fears are still very real. We're not out of the woods yet. It's rare, or sorry, it's easy for us to be impatient and to complain and to blame and condemn and despair of people. Simeon blessed this couple and their baby. Young people, Mary and Joseph and Jesus here, bless by their very presence, Simeon, the older man, and Anna, the much older woman. The young people bless the old, and in return, this older pair, Anna, she was 84 or maybe 100 and something, depending on how you read it. Simeon, we don't know his age. He was possibly as young as 30, which if Mary was a teenager, 30 is ancient. So she would have gone home and said, this old man came up to us, this 30-year-old. Or he could be middle-aged. So older still than these young people in the story. And they bless this emerging family. They encourage them in a wonderful intergeneration. Old blessing young, young blessing old. In this last few months, we have been blessed by the kindness and determination of Captain Sir Tom who, as far as I'm aware, always just said good things and did good things and encouraged and blessed. An old man who was never heard of before, blessing us all. In Wigtown this weekend, a group of late 30s age parents, young businessmen and women in the town, have been baking and distributing and donating the, the materials for over 600 cupcakes to be made in the town and distributed to all of the primary age children in the area. That's a massive undertaking. And as an older person now in the town, when I look at some of these younger parents doing this act of blessing, I just think, boy, isn't that wonderful? Isn't it good that the next generation are doing these things off their own bat and blessing the next generation who may remember in 30 years' time? Remember those old guys that gave us cupcakes? Isn't it great when we bless instead of curse and complain? 
So there's our challenges, I guess, to be known as righteous and devout, to bless instead of criticize. After this, Simeon said, Lord, there's nothing left on earth that's going to compare with this. You can take me anytime. Anna lived a long, long time. And that's the way that it is for most people. A long life nowadays. Either way, young, old, getting older, let's, let's live it to the best. Live it for God. Holding on to the promises. Dispersing, dispersing blessing whenever we possibly can. And seeking to be the very best that we can be as we live for God in Glasgow or in Wigtown or wherever we are in the world today. That's the end of my section. prayers for others and for ourselves. If we were Christians of another tradition, we might well have a place in our church where we light candles as a symbol of our prayers for others. Instead, we light the flame of love and concern for all who need our prayers today through the words that we speak and the longings of our hearts. So let us pray. And we pray first this morning for the people who have been in the news headlines this week and who are heavy on our hearts. For the peoples of Myanmar, of Russia and Hong Kong. Harried by oppressive regimes, all dissent brutally quashed. 
We give you thanks for those who are willing to risk their lives, even give their lives, to bring freedom and justice to their peoples. Christ, be their light. Shine in their hearts. Shine through the darkness. We're asked to remember this week the work of BMS in India. We pray for church planters who continue to spread the good news of the gospel from village to village as they distribute food to hungry families in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic. We remember the work of BMS Kolkata as they train people to bring life-transforming education to street children in West Bengal. And we pray for protection for all Christians in India, living in a context of increasing nationalism. We pray especially for their freedom to worship and to witness to God's redeeming love for the world. Christ, be their light. Shine in their hearts. Shine through the darkness. Christ, be their light. Shine in your church in India today. And we pray for our brothers and sisters in the Baptist Union of Scotland. Especially this week, we're asked to pray for Baptist Chaplain Marion Carson, who is the Pastoral Support Coordinator for Glasgow City Mission. They are still working to support homeless and marginalised people in Glasgow, despite all the restrictions of COVID-19. Marion says, please pray for the staff and volunteers at the City Mission who are caring for guests in very difficult circumstances. And pray too for our guests, especially those who find isolation difficult. And pray for wisdom for me as I try to serve them all. We're asked to remember also Rotary Hill Baptist Church in Irvine, serving a community crippled by terrible unemployment, even at the best of times, and more so just now. And Bray Baptist Church in Shetland, seeking to show God's love to people who always live isolated lives during the short days and dark nights of winter, but are even more isolated at the moment amid the restrictions of COVID. Christ, be their light. Shine in their hearts. Shine through the darkness. Christ, be their light. Shine in the church in Bray and Bootree Hill today. Finally, we pray for ourselves. And on our church's prayer calendar this week, we're asked to pray for Liz and Douglas, 
Paul P. and Mary P. Leslie and Alistair. Grace and Will. Nancy, Lizzie and Petrie. Ian and Elizabeth. Some are working in education, doing everything they can to support school pupils and college students. Others are coping with enforced separation from family and other loved ones, especially those who are ill. Grant them the strength and resilience they need to go on working in such difficult circumstances and fill them with your peace. We pray too for the church's coffee club. We give thanks for their coordinator, Margaret, and for the mutual love and care that the members show for each other every single day. And today we ask a special blessing on Stephen and all the members of Wigtown Baptist Church. We ask you to guide and uphold them as they pray for Wigtown one street at a time and seek to serve Wigtown and its surrounding areas. Encourage them as they try to share the good news of your love with all around them. Christ be our light, shine in our hearts, shine through the darkness. Christ be our light, shine in your church gathered on Zoom today. And may we all, like Anna and Simeon, be quick to recognise you in the poor and the hungry the abused and the suffering of our world, this week and every week. In Jesus' name, Amen.
come now to share together in communion. And if you would like to, please do. And if you prefer not to, that is also 100% fine. Jesus said, do this to remember me. <clears throat> Recall my story. Reenact this meal. And never forget what it means. Jesus said, remember me in bread and wine, signs of my love, symbols of my life and my death, and keep on doing this until I return. For hundreds of years, those who love Jesus have kept the memory alive, have told and retold the story, passing it on from one generation to another. For hundreds of years, those who love Jesus have remembered Jesus' command, eating and drinking, in faith, in hope, and in love. Across the world, through the years, people have heard the words of the Apostle Paul, who passed on the story, connecting them with those in other times and in other places who've done their best to follow Jesus. And so we will hear those words. For I received from the Lord what I also handed on to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was arrested, took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Blessed are you, God of the universe, who gives us grain for bread and bread for nourishment. For this bread and all it means, we give you thanks. Amen. Jesus took bread, broke it, and he shared it with his friends. And so too will we. Blessed are you, God of the universe, who gives us grapes for wine and wine for gladness. For this wine and all it means to us, we give you thanks. Amen. Jesus took a cup of wine and shared it with his friends. And so will we. Jesus, light of the world, lighten our darkness. Christ, hope of the nations, fill us with love. Jesus, Christ of Christ God, God, 
redeemer, redeemer of, all. of all. Give, Give us your, your peace. peace. Amen. Amen. And thanks to Stephen and everybody for Wigtown for joining us this morning. It's really been very special and I've certainly learned new things. So thank you. May the faithful endurance of Simeon and Anna encourage us to hold fast to our hope. May the ordinary humanity of Mary and Joseph assure us of our own unique worth. 
and may the light of Christ shine in our hearts, our homes and our communities, now and always. Amen. <laughs>